0: But now i think we've hit this stage where a lot of us got away with with not really knowing yeah. <laughs> and, uh. and now those who don't spend the time and the energy and the investment in using and learning and mastering these new technologies you w- unfortunately you just won't be able to keep up with the competition everyone who's anyone is is giving it a shot so it's it's important to dedicate time to testing and trying and researching new technology hello everyone well this is dave thompson and as you can tell um,
1: hey, I'm a little different today. I am you know, like my studio's all torn up, been doing these live conferences. You might have seen me live on the air, or a couple of our broadcasts, but we're doing these conferences. So, hey, folks, my studio is all torn up. Uh, but, hey, I'm still going to do the podcasting. And you know what? I'm kind of talked out. I got to tell you, I've been talking forever and in, in most people that know me go, oh, you couldn't run out of words. No, I hadn't run out of words. I just try and save the voice here. Anyway, that being said, it is a Monday. I've got somebody else that wants to talk to you because you don't want to listen to me all the time.
0: Mickey, help them out so they don't have to listen to me. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, I'm here to help. I can definitely talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know what? I can, I can guarantee you, most people are listening and probably know that I can talk. Uh, they've heard you, maybe, but you know what? Maybe somebody's new to the podcast hasn't heard you. So, who is Mickey Anderson? And what do we talk about on Mondays with you? It's
0: Monday marketing with Mickey. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Yeah. So I'm a marketing strategist way up in Canada and I help businesses just like yours create marketing that actually works. I work at the bottom of your funnel. A lot of people get really excited about new leads, new eyes, right? Getting their name out there. But if that doesn't translate into revenue, you've got a problem. And so my job is to help you improve sales on things like your sales page, creating content that converts customers. So that way you're not just getting leads, you're actually converting them. And that is what we're going to talk about today.
1: You know, I've heard a lot about, well, AI, as Mm -hmm. we've talked before. But you know, something I recently did, and I found out because I've got a bunch of multilingual people that come to classes. And so I've been searching for help, because I can't talk all the languages. I talk one language, and that's All I can do, uh, I talk a lot of that one, but hey. Uh, And so I found uh, a program online that actually can talk and translate in real time voice to voice. And, you know, there's so much more technology that we have available that helps us. I haven't actually done it in a class yet. We'll be practicing with it. Um, I think that's the whole thing. People need to get out of their comfort zone and check things out because there's a lot more available than there was before.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And every day, I mean, technology's always been racing really quickly, right? It's hard <laughs> to keep up regardless. But now I think we've hit this stage where a lot of us got away with, with not really knowing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... and now... Those who don't spend the time and the energy and the investment in using and learning and mastering these new technologies, you w- unfortunately, you just won't be able to keep up with the competition. Everyone who's anyone is is giving it a shot, so it's, it's important to dedicate time to testing and trying and researching new technology. Even if you know once a month you block off a couple hours to just mm-hmm. check out what's going on, that can be super helpful for your business. So you're not constantly distracted by the shiny objects, because there will be many, you have dedicated time to compare and contrast and review and see what might be a good fit for your business and what isn't.
1: So, it, you know, technology works 100% all the time, right?
0: Oh, man, didn't we have a few technology errors on the way into this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you
1: know, and, and this is why a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, I, I'm just so worried. I'm so concerned. I, they're scared of it. But hey, it's
0: well, not I- like you and I don't have them too. Well, and also like human error is a real thing too, right? As much as <laughs> yes, technology fails, let me tell you, I fail all the time too. We all make mistakes and I think we, it's a lot of ego that I can do it better than technology. It's like, well, actually, if you look at the error rate, the technology is probably going to beat you out. Yeah. But, it's this feeling that we're giving up control and that can be really scary for a lot of business owners when they're starting to use new technologies like AI. It's uh, you're, you're giving up control over a certain part of the process, but the key in making this all work is creating those checks and balances, right? With everything where you're going in and optimizing and reviewing and checking, or you have someone who's gonna make sure that it's working properly. You've got those contingencies set up. That is the key, whether it's a human doing the task or AI or technology.
1: And, you know, it's like we were doing a live broadcast last week and got uh, had a speaker come in uh, from up in the uh, Baltimore area, flew all the way down here we're we're doing the getting started and everything and what happens the microphone batteries goes dead. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about AI, we're talking about basic batteries, but you know what, I had a backup pair. It took me maybe a minute to change them and
0: put them back in and get him going again, but things happen. And this is just the real world, right? I spilled my coffee all over myself in an interview recently, like <laughs> anything can happen. And <laughs> it's, it's just the nature of life, right? There's there's always room for error. But I think much like in entrepreneurship and growing your business and in using technology, it's all how we bounce back, right? If you can have a little bit of humor and laugh it off and move forward the best that you can, you're, you're going to be doing just fine.
1: So you mentioned AI. We've talked about it before. Um, I'm not using it tremendously yet because like you said, it's still uh things you research and and all yep. but i understand that there's these programs that basically you give it an idea and it writes the pro or it writes your narrative for you i'm not sure i agree with that
0: <laughs> there's there are there are some really powerful tools and some of them aren't so new right there are some platforms that have been out there content creation ai tools that have been out there for years now the open access ai right there are some new ones that have come out but it's it's not all that new and if you've ever let your phone tell you the next word you should type, right. let Google give you options. Uh-huh. We've we've been using this stuff for a long time. The key really is when it comes to content creation. So if you're going to use a tool to help you create a bunch of content, that's great. It can come up with the start. It can remove the blank page syndrome that we all fear. What do I, what <laughs> okay. do I write all next? Right. All right, I get you. But the key is that you don't just leave it at that. Without the human, the content will not convert. It will not connect with the person. It's it's also not going to be factually accurate, right? AI tools, they're just grabbing data from the internet. It doesn't mean that it's real. So you do have a very important role when you're using these tools. It's to fact check. It's to add your story, your voice, your take, your experience to the content and optimize it. And if you don't do those parts, you are right. It's it's not gonna be good. (laughs) That's just the way that it is. But if you use it much like you would someone starting your first drafts, templates, frameworks, you can speed up the process and actually do a better job of creating content.
1: So who's using it and how much should we use it? I mean, you know, I guess that's the question. You know, I you know, a lot of the cleaning businesses I work with don't have a lot of time. Is
0: this Do we do this for time-saving? Do we do this, like you said, to get rid of the blank page? How do we use it? There's a lot of different ways and it really depends on your business. And so my recommendation is to audit. Do a little self-reflection on your business. Where are the gaps? So if you're not doing any marketing online, this is a great opportunity to at least get started. If you are doing some, but you're not doing enough, you can increase quantity. If you're doing it, but it's not the best possible, you can improve quality. There's lots of different ways, but it's going to be different for every business. So, there, unfortunately, there's no like, here's here's your answer <laughs> formula. Oh, come but, on, Mickey! I just wanted you to give me. I just not want you to make it so easy. I thought that's where you were going, and now you tell me I got to work. <laughs> If you have a website, this is a great thing for most cleaning businesses. If you have a website and you're you're finding that people are having a hard time finding you on Google, you're not ranking. So if someone's typing in cleaning in your local area and it's not ranking, this means that you have an opportunity now to use a tool like AI to help you improve your website. You can improve your website SEO. You can create some content, some blog posts, some new pages on your website that have those keywords that can help you rank. And that's something that lives and is just going to continue to live. You don't have to keep adding to it. You can just post it and be done. (laughs) Over time, you can optimize and check in, but that would be a great place to start, right? Because your website is your home base. That's where the sales are made. That's where people click to book and buy. So that's where I would start. And then if you're looking to increase... Awareness on different social platforms. You can start using content or using AI to create content on other platforms. But if you're going to start anywhere, start on your own channels. Your website is the best place to get started.
1: So, the so what AI is going to do is it's going to pick up the information from the internet that is probably going to help me with my ranking because it's talking the same way.
0: Yeah, there are some tools that have built-in SEO editors and optimizers. Um, there's a couple tools. So for example, Surfer SEO is a great one um, where you get it to do a scan on your website and it'll tell you where you need improvements. <laughs> and oh you just my fix goodness. Those things that could create use. a whole nother realm of work to do. Yeah. It'll also tell you what keywords you should be ranking for and aren't. And then it will help you build out outlines and create content to rank in those keywords. So it's an all-in-one tool, really great. Another one that I love right now is content at scale. So if you're looking to create some blog posts to rank with those keywords, it writes a, it passes AI detection, 2000 to 3000 words in about five minutes. And it's really good quality content with an SEO editor built in and you just go in and optimize as the human. So those are two really simple tools you can start using to improve your website. Okay, folks, so, you know, as Mickey usually does, she comes up with all
1: these little tricks like this, and and don't panic that you're, you have, oh, I didn't write that down. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put a link in there for you so that you'll have it, uh, because, hey, I remember, it, it just rem- reminded me, the last one you gave out was Loom, Yep. and I got that, and then somebody else saw it, and they did it, and, and you know, um, I mean... There are so many little clicks, this, 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 you know, somebody that's trying to do this and go, you know, here's another marketing thing. You know, I like what Mickey says, but how do I have time for all this?
0: Yeah. You know, marketing, marketing is essential for your business, right? One of the big mistakes people make when they start to struggle, when revenue is not coming in as much as they try to tighten in and they pull back on their marketing. But the marketing is the thing that makes you money. And a lot of times the thing that's holding you back from scaling, from growing your business is you're not investing enough in marketing, right? You need to understand your cost per acquisition, how much money it takes for you to get a new lead in your pipeline, a new customer. And that will tell you very clearly how much your marketing budget should or should not be but the key with all of this is you need to be tracking your marketing. You need to know exactly what you're spending, what you're doing and track what's working and what's not working. Cause if you're not doing that, yes, every marketing expense is going to look like another expense you should be cutting.
1: You know, this leads me to a podcast I just did recently with Rocky and mm-hmm. you know, he said what most people don't do as, a, as an entrepreneur, and of course, I'm talking to cleaning operations who are usually small businesses. Um, they don't make enough profit, mm-hmm. and he said that's because they're doing the wrong thing first. Now, hey, folks, you got to go listen to Rocky, I was another podcast, but you know, I, I think the thing is, is this is an amount of our time that we have to invest to make the profit the right way. Um, Gosh, yeah. and marketing well, so much a part of that.
0: Yeah. When it comes to running a business, right, there's a lot of mindset. As much as I don't love talking about mindset, it is a really important component because if you Mm -hmm. see yourself as a person in your business, working in your business, you will never scale. You will never grow past a certain point because you're not going to invest the time and energy necessary in the things that are going to scale your business. You are the bottleneck of your business. And so when we think of ourselves in our marketing, in our profit margins, in the way that our business is growing and functioning. You're no longer a doer <laughs> or you need to hire someone who's not going to be the doer, who's going to step back and see the big picture and plan and plot and do those hard things like tracking your data, doing the marketing, because otherwise you, you just won't grow the way you want to.
1: You are the one that goes and finds all of these. Uh, I imagine you sit there at home in, in Canada and, and just do it all remote like we're doing today. I do everything remote. <laughs> Do you, do you go to conferences and find this stuff or, or how does it come to you? How do you
0: get your information? I guess I might not know. You know, I'm so lucky. I have um, huge groups of peers across spanning the marketing industry Uh, spanning businesses of different sizes that I talk with on a weekly basis, networking groups with marketers. I go to conferences all the time in person. Just recently went to my first one in a really long time, which was great. I (laughs) meet with and connect with different companies. I book meetings with their owners to learn more about them so that I can give great information so that I can kind of decipher through it. And so a a ton of my time is spent on that R and D to make sure that I can use and promote the right things to the right people.
1: So you're running a small business. Yeah. You're using your own advice to run your yeah. business. So, yeah. you know, folks, I think what you're hearing is, mar- you know, marketing is part of it. But R&D, if you don't know what is coming up, you're not going to be ready for it when it comes, when it gets here. Yeah.
0: Right? Absolutely. You got a time block. I So as a marketer, one of the things I like to do is... However much time I would spend with a client (laughs) working on their business, I block that off in my calendar. So I treat myself like a client and try and put myself first as well, both Mm -hmm. in terms of taking, doing my numbers, my financials, in my marketing in research and development and all those pieces. And so, yeah, that limits me in terms of the number of clients I can take or the amount of time I can spend with clients, but I've found ways to scale where I'm not just trading time for money where I have online platforms and resources and different ways to work with clients so that I can still increase profit margins without taking up all that time.
1: So as you mentioned, you went to a, a conference live. Um, do you think we're going to get back into that a lot or do you think we're still in this blended kind of
0: environment where we're doing a little here and a little there? What, what What's your feeling? You know, I think the in-person is absolutely going to increase. We all miss that. And there's nothing quite like network networking in person, right? right? I know those conferences and shaking oh, yeah. hands and meeting people in person. However what this pandemic and these hybrid conferences have done is opened up opportunities for people who just can't make it to certain places Mm -hmm. to be able to attend virtually, or if there are conflicting dates where there are two conferences in two different places and I can't attend both, I can still get a virtual pass or watch the recordings. And so it actually allows us to access more both in person and virtually. So I think virtual will still be a part of these conferences and whatnot, maybe not as big as it was before, but it will still remain a very vital part for, for conferences and businesses.
1: You know, we're doing our expos here. we call them cleaning festivals here in Florida. We've got two of them down we still have two more to go, but each one I'm doing live streaming from that conference. Uh, we're taking videos as we go and posting them out as the conference is going on. These are things that five years ago we weren't doing. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, it just goes to show the world is getting smaller and smaller, right? We have access to information that we never had access to before, uh, and to people we maybe didn't have access to before, which is amazing. And I think if you're not giving yourself the opportunity to check these things out, to try them out, whether it's attending in person or virtually, you're missing out. So are you a fan, and I just have to ask this because, you know, I want to go back
1: to the AI stuff. Are you a fan of the, I'm not sure I'm going to say this right, but the talking head, you know, the AI talking person giving the narrative rather than the person that's working on their business? No. (laughs) No. Okay.
0: All right. All right. <laughs> the easy answer is no. I actually just did um, a, a big talk at a conference on this. And you, if you're going to service industry, we build our, rela- our business on relationships, right? It's, okay. it's a person, right. it's a face. And there are three key pieces you need in order to build a relationship. So the first is empathy. I have to understand you. Right. right, Who you are as a person, not just the problems you have. So if you're in the cleaning industry, for example, you can't just understand the mess on the floor. You have to understand the person who's struggling with the mess on the floor, the business entity that you're helping. Right. And then we have to be authentic. We have to show up as ourself. Right? And that's the part where the talking head removes that. We need to be able to connect with another person and show up as ourself. So that's really important. Whether you're using AI, coming online, there still needs to be you involved in the process. And then the third is engagement. You have to actually be connecting and communicating with the other person. A one-sided conversation is not a relationship.
1: So, you know, whenever people go to AI and uh, get the narrative built with the help of uh, of the intelligence, um, would it be better for them in their marketing video to not have a person on if they're not willing to be a face if they just need the voice, uh, should they just record it and then throw it up there? Uh, on they their can video? hire
0: someone. Okay, <laughs> all right. Hire someone else to be the face. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of different ways businesses can do this. Some have a mascot, right? There's the Geico Gecko, there's, right, right, right? There's lots yeah. of different businesses that play this, but w- most people forget is that we're not necessarily loyal to a brand we're loyal to the relationships built. We're loyal to the salesperson or to the insurance broker or to the person in the clinic, right? And so you can maximize that by using a real person and sharing that story, sharing that connection. Yeah, you can get away with a lot to a certain point, but when we think of retention, when we think of building those loyal, raving fans, that's all built on relationships. So in other words, yeah, maybe, but be very careful. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, hey, you know what? It I, I I'd almost kind of call this coaching an hour with Mickey to coach because every time that we do this, I go, okay, so maybe I ought to think about this. Maybe we need to go do this. And hey, folks, I'm getting
0: the coaching right along with all of you. Yeah. You, you know, as you can get away with certain points, but I think, the things that set certain businesses apart, especially small to medium sized businesses apart, are those personal touches throughout the marketing and customer service process, right? Those Personal touches where you have a, an interaction with a real human, whether it's video, audio, on the phone, on a screen, doesn't matter. But those moments, they create a bond and a connection. And those are the things that are remembered. And so if you can layer in pieces of that throughout your process, you're, you're going to do better off than most other companies.
1: Mickey, I hear exactly what you're saying. You know, I am all over I mean, heck my face uh, and, and, and cleaning is just everywhere. You know, everybody, I don't know people. They walk up to me and go, I know who you are. I've seen you and they, it is, it's refreshing in a way because that means the content is being seen and heard. Um, and the message is, but I think that's goes to what you're saying here. It's authentic. It is who I am. Uh, Hey, I had somebody come up and said, you know, I'm not sure about those wild shirts you're wearing
0: now. I'm like, thank you for watching. Did you hear the message? (laughs) Oh, and you know, that spurs a good point because we will get feedback, right? Feedback, you're going to get responses and feedback from customers. And we have to take it all with a grain of salt. Some things are personal opinion and some things are valuable pieces of information. Distinguishing between that can be tough. And so as much as someone might not love the shirt that you're wearing, is that the most important thing? Is that an opinion or is that truly feedback that's important? You get to decide. (laughs) It's hard to not personalize it, but it is important to know that not everyone's opinion is important.
1: Well, and I think this goes back to what you said earlier, though. If we're not tracking and we're not watching what's happening, then we we don't know. And it may just be a personal
0: or it may be real. We don't know if we don't track. And you know what, when it comes to tracking to numbers, quantity is important. And so one person saying, okay, I don't know about your shirt is one thing. If you had a hundred people all saying, hey, your shirt's distracting or I have a hard time focusing because of it, that's when it becomes feedback. That's when it's helpful. But collecting data, we need to be collecting it as well. And so if you don't have a way for people to submit their feedback that's easy, where you can get those numbers to make decisions, you're going to struggle. So if if you're wondering about something, so say for example, in your customer service process, you deliver a quote online, right? That's one of your steps. And you're like, is this the best way, (laughs) right? Do people appreciate the quote? Is the quote helpful in sales or is it hindering our sales? We need to collect data. And so every time you offer the quote, You need to be asking, was the quote helpful? You know, what's the next step? If you're not collecting that data, you're not going to get the right answer.
1: So to collect that data, should we do that through uh, a video saying, hey, please, you know, do this or uh, I know that you're big with email and I know that Loom and the video email. So I'm just kind of speculating here.
0: Yeah, you know what? One of my favorite ways to collect data is it's called the net promoter score. And it is one of the easiest things you can do. <laughs> so, in general, if you're looking to see if you're doing an okay job, you ask your customers to just click one button and it's on a scale from one to 10. How likely are you to recommend our services to a friend or family member? One out of 10. One being not at all, 10 being absolutely. Right. That number is so important and those art scales, the one to five scales are really easy. It doesn't require much work on the customer's behalf. We wanna make it as easy as possible. Watching a video takes time and commitment. So they might not even get to the place where you ask them the question. So I recommend just having the scale on a scale from one to 10, how likely are you recommend our business to your friends or family? Or on a scale from one to, 10, how, on one to five, how helpful was the quote in your buying process? On a scale from one to t- five, uh, how much? How likely are you to forward this email to someone in the cleaning industry? Those little scales are so easy and simple for someone. And that's why the five-star rating, that's essentially what it is. From one right. to five stars, click. It's so simple. There's no real thought process needed. And it, it, it's one step for a customer to give really important feedback.
1: You know what? Sometimes when I talk with you, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I didn't have I I I wasn't taking notes fast enough to get all of these little things in. (laughs) You know, folks, this is exactly why Mickey keeps saying, hire a marketer. We know what we're doing. We know all these steps. All you've got to do is concentrate on your business. Let us do this part. Am I missing it, Mickey?
0: (laughs) It's true. You know, your time is valuable as a business owner. You know your industry, you know your customers, you have operations, you have finances, you have a lot of pieces to manage, and mastering marketing, marketing itself is massive. There's internet, video, social media, email. There's all of lead generation, ads, there's and the technology that goes along with each one of those components. So if you're trying to be okay at all of them, you're going to struggle. So one of the best things you can do is take that marketing budget and invest in an expert to help you use it effectively. I I, I
1: get you, Mickey, because Mondays are basically my day for podcasts. I build them, I record them, I do all of that stuff because the rest of the week I've got all my other stuff to do. But it has become almost, it's a, a one day a week thing. Um, and of course, that's because I'm recording the podcast and doing that. And of course, my my cleaning with the Academy every Monday afternoon, live on the air. Uh, some people are like, you're doing that. But then again, last week we were setting up for the show and I didn't do it. And my phone went off about two 30. Where are you at? Where are you at? I'm like, Hey, yes. Uh, but it, it, it's taken a couple of months, but it goes back to what you said. Focus on one thing. Some people are watching and as we go through the year, but it, 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 it is a plan, a process, Uh, uh, And we're all this way, right? We all follow when there's something to follow.
0: Yeah. And if you hire an expert in any of those areas, they're going to be able to help you track. Right. So for the podcast, for example, if you don't know if the podcast is helping to generate revenue, you're going to struggle hiring help. Right? You're going to say, oh, but I can do it myself because I don't know if it's actually making money. It's another reason to make sure that you're tracking your metrics. You're tracking every single week, right? How many downloads am I getting? How much revenue is increasing? How many more emails am I getting? And you, you just watch those numbers and it will tell you what's working and what's not working week after week after week. And then when you hire a marketing professional or a professional for your podcast or any sort of outsource or delegation, you bring on a team member, when you have those numbers, it's way easier to invest because you can see progress. But if you're not tracking every investment, every additional team member you bring on, there's there's going to be a big challenge. Is this actually a revenue generating position or not?
1: What's on uh, What's on tap for next month, Mickey? I mean, uh, you went someplace and learned all of this. So, uh, what's the month of April for you? I mean, it, it's it's
0: springtime here in Florida. You know, April going into Q2 for me is leading into a lot of sales page work. So one of the biggest challenges that people have is they'll spend tons of effort and energy on social media marketing, on sending emails, and then people will get to their website and get that service or sales page and it flops. It just I didn't get the professional attention it needed. It was DIY thrown together and it doesn't. Quite do the job. And so I spend an entire quarter focusing on educating and supporting people and setting up that sales page, creating that irresistible offer. So no matter who's showing up or how they're getting there, when they get there, they have everything they need to make an informed decision to buy.
1: I'll tell you what, you know, folks, I got to say that, you know, every time I talk with Mickey, I'm going, (sighs) Uh, it, it, it's like I, I felt so good cause I got to loom and I got to go in a little bit and uh, some other people talking to AI to me and I haven't got in there and started letting it do the uh, I don't know the creativity part for me. I don't have a problem with a blank page. I don't know that I have that problem, mm-hmm. um, but I probably could do better with making sure it meets the needs for my website and stuff like that so folks if in fact that you want some help with some of this you know what i know a person i think she probably can help you with some of this uh and you probably don't have to go any further than that little scroll right down there at the bottom that's got her website address folks and if you go there i am sure that there's a connection where you will be able to get hold of Mickey or somebody in her staff. And it won't be uh, a few days later. It might be the same day. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Mickey, it was great to have you back on the show. Uh, hey, I got one question before I let you go. Yep. Uh, any major trips to uh, a foreign country or an
0: island this year? Uh, not, not anytime soon. Usually I save that for around Christmas time. I did just get back from Austin, Texas, which was my first time in Austin. Loved it. Great time, and uh, I'll be doing a little bit of traveling in the summertime. But uh, I saved those big trips for Christmas time.
1: Hey, while you were in Austin, did you get to wear your hat?
0: I did not. No, <sighs> I know I've traveled light. I traveled carry-on only, and so there were no oh. boots and no hat. <laughs> oh no!
1: You were in the you were you were in the boot and hat country, and oh. no hat.
0: You know what? I was expecting Austin to be more cowboy, lots more hats. It really wasn't. It was very much so like almost like a miniature Silicon Valley. It was very high tech. There weren't a lot of cowboys in Austin. I think I needed to venture out of the city a little bit to find them
1: i was gonna say you weren't in the right area because I yeah. guarantee you I've been to Austin before. I know right oh. where to go.
0: I was right on campus on the U of T campus, so uh, I might not have been in the right spot. That could yeah be right. yeah yeah yeah. That's why you got all the techie stuff. Yeah,
1: but that's what you were there for, right? You were there okay, for the techie it. stuff.
0: Yeah, you got it. I'll save the rodeo. For, <laughs> I'll save my hat
1: for the rodeo. All right, good to have you back on, folks. Go to HeyMickeyAnderson.com. dot com. You'll like what she's got there. As we say on the podcast here, you know, keep it healthy, keep it positive, and by all means, make sure that you make some profit in that business. Talk with you later, Mickey. (laughs) Bye. Thanks so much.